Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Hello, and thanks for coming, America. I'm Seth. And, uh, well, this is another queer film review without Jamal and Stoney. I'll give you guys a moment to cry. Are you all done? Oh, wait, wait. I think Pizza Planet is, is still sobbing a little bit. Okay, I think I hear the tears waning. I think we can start now. Um, well, here, this should cheer you guys up. Rachel is back as my co-host for another queer film review. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I didn't scare you off after the last one, did I? Hopefully you don't have less listeners, though. I might have scared them. No, I think, if anything, we probably have more listeners. (laughs) And they're probably here for you and not me. (laughs) So is there uh, anything that you would like to say about your first time being on a podcast and then hearing yourself later on? Um, It's a learning experience for sure. Hopefully, this will be a little smoother. All right. Well, let's see what happens then. Uh, Let's get into this queer film review episode number two. It's like, wait, should we should we talk a little bit about Call Me By Your Name first? Oh, my gosh, you guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. I'm just kidding. But we are drinking tequila with peach juice currently. So once again, if you've seen the movie, you understand that reference. Uh, okay, on to the review of My Big Gay Italian Wedding, or in Italian, Matrimonio Italiano. The movie was written by Giovanni Bognetti and Alessandro Genovese, and it was also directed by Alessandro Genovese. So, the plot. This is the the fun story time part for you guys, so uh, make sure you get some popcorn or... Um, If you ordered a pizza, this would be a good time to crack the box. (laughs) All right. Anyways, so uh, the movie starts in Berlin, Germany, with the meeting of the main characters, Antonio, who is played by Cristiano Cacamo, and Paolo, who is played by Salvatore Esposito. Paolo approaches Antonio, who's having some coffee outside at a cafe, And Antonio, you know, says that it takes a brave man to approach a stranger like that and introduce himself. So they show Antonio proposing to Paolo. And, of course, he says yes. So uh, another important detail is that both actors, uh, is that Paolo and Antonio are both actors. That comes in handy later. So... Uh, Paolo and Antonio live with their landlord slash roommate slash fag hag, Benedetta. So Benedetta is kind of an aloof girl who says she doesn't need to work because she's rich. Lucky bitch. She's always passionate about whatever strikes her fancy in the moment. So she's all over the place. (laughs) She always says that men look like her father who's passed away, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, she always seems to like... I don't know. Look, seems like she's trying to find like a father figure or something. Um, so uh, Antonio is working out plans f- to go home for Easter weekend in Italy, um, where he plays Jesus in their town's reenactment of the crucifixion. And 
Um, so Paolo wants to go because they are now engaged, but Antonio is not out to his parents. So um, Paolo, you know, we learn he came out to his mother, but she didn't accept him. And I think that his father has, uh, you know, passed away, you know, a while ago as well. And he hasn't even spoken to his mother in three years. There's a knock on the door and it's a stranger named Donato who's responded to Bonetta's ad for another roommate. And we kind of understand that Donato is our comic relief. He's married, but separated because their daughter walked in on him while he was wearing women's clothing. Yes. And he was, of course, mortified, as was his wife. You know, he's embarrassed and... He uh, is, I uh, I guess you would say maybe a little, he's kind of depressed uh, and, you know, enjoys dressing as a woman, but doesn't feel like he's accepted to dress that way. So he decides to come to Berlin to have a fresh start. And Benedetta, of course, tells him that he reminds her of someone, her father. After his arrival, you know, Donato says he wants to be there because he's so, you know, depressive and he, you know, could potentially do something um, to harm himself and he needs to be around people to lift his spirits. And then they all tell him, well, actually, we're all going to Italy and you're not going. (laughs) Donato obviously gives him a sob story and kind of courses them into letting him come along. Um. Paolo has to kind of convince Antonio to take all of them with him to Italy because it says, hey, if I have agreed to marry you, you need to come out to your parents. So Antonio um, also seems to have like a problem saying I love you to Paolo, even though he's the one that asked Paolo to marry him. So uh, Paolo's always the more seems to be the more affectionate one. And um, so, you know, throughout the story, we kind of see that Apollo wants Antonio to show his passion as much as Apollo does. They all go off to Italy. And well, before I guess let's back up a little bit. I guess I forgot this part. So before they leave, we are also introduced to a new character, Camila who is Antonio's creepy stalker ex um, from, from before dating Paolo. And she's clearly not all there in the head. Like, she's obsessed with Antonio, and she still loves Antonio. And he says, well, you know, I'm gay, and I actually am engaged to Paolo now. And she threatens to tell Paolo about a night that they were all drunk and that um, she and Antonio had kissed while they were drunk. And he, you know, tells her, oh, you're crazy. Like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Leave me alone. So this ragtag group is on their way to Italy. And that wasn't quite the plan. But it is now. They have this strange group of people. (laughs) And uh, they are off. Um, And the city that they go to in Italy is just outside of Rome. Uh, It's called Civita di Bagnoreggio. (laughs) probably butchered that sorry if anybody from Italy's listening so there his father Roberto is the mayor and his mother Anna is a very headstrong individual and a protective mother 
And uh, as the mayor, his father is trying to find new ways to attract tourists to their small little town. And I mean, to even get to this town, you have to walk up what looks like probably like a mile long of like steps, this like long walkway. And if you should fall off, you would drop a very long way. (laughs) So dinner with his parents is pretty awkward. They have a bit of a laugh over Donato. But after eating towards the end of the dinner, Antonio gets serious and he comes out to his parents at the same time says he's getting married. Yes, he is marrying Paolo and they both seem really shocked, but his mother's really quick to accept him. However, his father does not. In typical, uh, you know, queer cinema, we talked about this last time in a moment in the reads. So uh, Antonio says, surely you guys knew that I was gay. And they both say, yeah, but I think him actually saying it makes it official. So now they have to like talk about it, basically. And it's hard for his father to accept it. And, and uh, you know, they kind of all, you know, go their own separate ways for the night. And it's a little bit awkward. So the morning after, <laughs> things are a little awkward at the breakfast table. And the mama gets real stern. Like, she comes out, starts scolding her husband for not accepting his son, and that they need to be fully involved in the wedding, and it needs to happen right then, right there. Yes, and not only that, she has some requirements that if Antonio and Pilo want to get married with her support, that they have to do. So, the first requirement is that Paolo's mother has to come to the wedding, which is a feat in itself since we know they haven't spoken in so long and she was not accepting of his sexuality. Now, keep in mind our couple, they weren't even planning on getting married like right then in Italy, <laughs> even though it is their homeland, so that's beautiful and all, but pretty soon the mom's just like, okay, time to get down to business and she's kind of obsessed with this wedding planner his name is Enzo Nisio he's pretty famous there and it's this little Italian wedding planners it's called show on TV so she calls him in and pretty soon they got people with cameras and everything yeah they have cameras in their face now they have to you know hammer out all the details and everything um So the last requirement is that Antonio's father, as the mayor, must perform the ceremony. And that requirement seems maybe the most difficult because, you know, as we've seen, you know, his father is very clear that he will not do it. So he, you know, he keeps, you know, holding his position, basically. And his wife, Anna, tells him, if you won't marry our son then you shouldn't be living here. You have you can't come back home until you agree to do this. So, you know, he's being stubborn and says, fine, there's a bed at my office, so I'll go to the office and I'm going to stay there. So we have a problem because, you know, Paulo and Antonio want to get married, but the mother's stipulation is, Paulo, you got to bring your mother. So... While we've got this tension between the mother and father, we also have Paulo wondering what to do about his mother because he wants to marry. And 
they decide to go and visit his mother, get her to come, and she basically turns her back on them. And it seems like maybe it's their ragtag group that kind of makes her slam the door in their face. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't you? They were kind of crazy. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, after not having spoken to your son for three years, and now all of a sudden you have like these four people at your door like, oh, come to my wedding out of nowhere. (laughs) So they leave the the invitation anyways, should she change her mind. And since there is the requirement of their mother and Paulo doesn't think his mom's going to show, Donato actually offers to dress as his mother because he we know already that he enjoys wearing with women's clothing. He notices, you know, after seeing Paolo's mother that he actually kind of resembles her a lot, you know, but he would need to wear a wig and, a, you know, dress in female clothing. So reluctantly, they agree to let him do this because they want to get married. So the mother is trying to get the father to marry her son and Paulo. But in the meantime, she gets a backup. She goes into the town church and gets the town monk. And we're all shocked, like, what? This Catholic priest of sorts is going to marry a gay couple where it's not legal? And the monk does sort of this wishy-washy love thing, <laughs> which is nice, though. And he's like, no, we, we, we can do it in an unconsecrated church. Um, and so then they get the TV wedding planner, Enzo, to plan their, ma- their wedding there at that church and make it all pretty. From there, the monk suggests to Roberto, hey, this, you know, this could be a way to get the tourists to come to, the, to our town. You know, we'll be open to gay weddings here. But Roberto sticking to his guns with no gay marriage. So Don Francesco, the monk, decides in a push to get Roberto to marry them, that he will give a sermon at that week's service. And the sermon is all about universal love. And they announce that, uh, well, he announces in front of the entire congregation that Paolo and Antonio will be getting married. And of course... His father objects. Roberto does not agree with all of this and is speaking out about that. But the rest of the uh, the people there, they clearly don't agree with his viewpoint on the marriage, especially, you know, probably since it's his son that's the one getting married. So Roberto is embarrassed and retreats. Into the screen pops this bleach blonde chick again it's uh the person we don't want to see camilla showing up at the family's home to antonio's dismay she's looking pretty raggly frazzled she's like i'll leave you alone if you do two things and antonio's like you know wants her to go away he's like look i don't love you anymore i'm getting married and she's like okay well i want to kiss goodbye And he, of course, says, no, 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 I can't kiss you. I'm about to get married. And she says, you know, if you do this last thing for me, this will be like the closure to our, you know, whatever their relationship was. And so reluctantly, he agrees. And in typical movie fashion, Paolo, you know, comes out to see what this ruckus is and is out on the balcony and sees them kissing. You know, Paolo is understandably upset. And Antonio rushes back inside and they talk it out. And Antonio reassures him that he only wants to be with him and that, you know, Camila's crazy. And, you know, she said he she would leave us alone. And she just, 
you know, Antonio just wanted her to go away. So then in the moment of all this tumultuous, you know, activity, Antonio's mom, Anna, storms in and tells them that the church, the unconsecrated church, where they were supposed to be getting married the next day, is on fire. Literally, the roof is on fire. You know, as if there wasn't enough drama already with Paulo Antonio, with Antonio having just kissed somebody, a girl. Um, they rush off to the church and, I mean, they see all the flames and somehow they're like, no, someone's someone's still in there. You know, the focus is like, that was supposed to be where we were going to have the wedding, like the next day and it's on fire, but... These two give a go a beeline into the into the fire. Yeah, and once they get in there, um, they actually see Antonio's father, Roberto, and he's you know on the ground. Um, it looks like you know part of the church like had like fallen in on him, and so they help him out of the church. And you know he's basically implicated himself as the person that's you know set the church on fire. And you know he sees the disappointment in his, you know, in his son's eyes and his wife's eyes, and he has sort of this epiphany, you know, after having this, you know, sort of life, uh, you know, this da- being in this dangerous, this life, you know, potentially life-changing situation where he could have, you know, not been so lucky. And so he has this epiphany, and he says, you know, I will marry you guys. You know, after you know, Paul, they both risk their life to come save his life, so that he can now says i will marry you guys and it'll be at the main church that didn't catch on fire and (laughs) it will be the next day as planned so we're finally to the moment the big italian wedding like we're having it even after there was drama and kissing girls and fire well here we are donato dressed in female clothing as Paulo's mom comes down the aisle, however, they all turn around and they're pointing and stuff, and it's like Paulo's mom is there. Yes, so it's kind of awkward at that moment. Donato's like, "What do I do?" And they're like, "Just go sit down." And they <laughs> then, you know, Paulo's so really happy to see that his mom has changed his mind and will be there for him on his wedding day. You know, and then the wedding is going really nicely until. Camila comes back, this crazy, disheveled, blonde-haired woman, and she rushes in to ruin everything. In front of the entire wedding party, she needs to confess to everyone about the night that she and Antonio kissed while Antonio was dating Paolo. That's pretty awkward. (laughs) So Paolo slaps Antonio in front of everyone and says, you know, you didn't you don't really love me because you know he never you know he's always had trouble saying i love you you know paulo's always telling antonio how much he loves him but is never reciprocated so antonio is begging him to stay and he finally says you know i love you and uh that's not enough for paulo you know he's about you know paulo's walking away he's about to leave the wedding when all of a sudden he hears Antonio starting to sing the opening lines of Donna Summer's Don't Leave Me This Way. Yes, a musical number in a gay film. How unique. <laughs> this actually ties into um, the father was making fun of his son for 
possibly acting in musicals. Yes. And, you know, for choosing Paolo, who also is, wants to be an actor and be in musicals, he does, you know, his father doesn't see that as like a valuable mate for his son. So, you know, this turns into a full fledged musical number. <laughs> you know, everyone's dancing and singing. Uh, Benedetta has like this epiphany, you know, as she looks over and sees Donato dressed as a woman and says, oh, you know, I'm not looking for my father. I don't, you know, because she's always saying, oh, this guy looks like my father. She always, you know, that sort of thing. So she says, I'm not really looking for my father. I'm looking for a mother. So she says, Donato, you should live your life dressed as a woman and we'll date. And uh, he accepts. And uh, then, you know, they, I guess this wedding or this uh, big musical number kind of signifies them making up. And Paolo and Antonio, you know, finish the wedding. They get married. They are ha- live happily ever after including the father who's married their son happily and the end. (laughs) So now we're going to just have like a general discussion and tell you some interesting things that we learned about um, from attending the movie. And this was also, I guess we didn't say this at the beginning, but this was another movie that was a part of the Seattle International Film Festival. Um, So we got to learn some interesting things. Um, No one from the cast or the director were there. However, we did get to learn some fun things. We did get an introduction, and it was the director of Italian films for for SIF. And so he told us at the beginning, there were some very famous Italian actors in this movie, and especially the one who played Paolo had previously played a role that was really macho. It was like a mob role. And now he's playing this gay guy. Yeah, he he definitely highlighted, um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, he's very, this actor um, is very famous for playing like these tough characters. And I guess, I think it's a well-known show there in Italy. And, and then in this movie, you know, he's seen as this, basically this big lovable teddy bear, which is also kind of sort of leads to another interesting aspect of the movie is that Paolo, I guess, I don't know that you would necessarily consider him a bear in the gay terms, but I mean, he's thick. <laughs> and so it's interesting because he's, you know, a little bit of a bigger guy. And Antonio is, I guess, more, you know, uh, thin and fit so there you know is a little bit of a um miss i guess well, i wouldn't i shouldn't say mismatch but there's you know the you know typically in gay movies you see like two attractive usually white guys falling in love and here we see you know these two italian guys and they're of different you know body types together so just that was you know, kind of cool and interesting to see a different, a little bit of a different aspect in that manner as well. Um, So another interesting fact was that the actors that played Antonio's parents, uh, their names are Diego Abatantuono. (laughs) Um, So he plays Roberto, obviously. And then Monica Guerratore, she plays his mother, Anna. And they're very famous actors in Italy as well. And it was a big deal that they were cast in this movie because gay marriage is not legal in Italy and that it could be seen as controversial for them to be associated with this, you know, very gay movie. (laughs) 
Um, so it could I think it could have affected their career, but instead, you know, they the movie itself was really praised and received well in Italy. So they weren't really expecting such a big response. And the fact that these famous actors and actresses were in it were probably a lot had a lot to deal with it. So it was really cool that they chose to be in this movie when it could have, you know, potentially affected their careers in a different way. So as of 2018 this year, Italy is the only major country in the Western world with a marriage ban for same-sex couples. So this is an important movie. Although what's interesting is that Italy does sort of have a long history with same-sex type relationships. I mean, if we go really far back to the Roman Empire, it was a thing, kind of. So there's a there's different definitions, right? I mean, they don't have marriage, but it said same-sex sexual intercourse legal status. That's been legal since 1890. And I looked up the U.S. In the U.S., it's been legal since 2003. Yeah, definitely has been, because I remember... Um, I grew up during my high school or for part of my high school time in um in uh Virginia and there I remember like you know kind of discovering my sexuality and doing like some research. I actually did discover that it was like at that time illegal to have gay sex basically. You know it's kind of like as someone growing up and discovering your sexuality and to be told that it's like actually illegal for you to have sex with, you know, someone that you would love or care about even so it's it was kind of crazy you know it was it's really good that a movie like this has been made because now they can start to see more of uh you know the this type of films in their culture and then that can bring more awareness to this type of issues and and hopefully help to bring you know legal marriage to italy It's a bit different than the U.S. because it's been legal to have same-sex sexual intercourse, but not, I mean, still not legal to get married. I can't believe that it was 2003 in the U.S. I'm glad that, you know, where we're living, Washington State, it's legal to get married. And that's also an important special thing that many people want to do. And that's still not a thing in Italy. You know, really interesting to see the juxtaposition you know, of all these movies that we've been talking about on our queer film review, whereas, you know, in a moment in the reeds that ended sad, which is, you know, with um, Levy and uh, Tari and, you know, kind of going their separate ways and their relationship didn't work out. But in this movie, they actually, you know, end up having a happier uh, ending, obviously, because they get married. Uh, Antonio and Paolo are live happily ever after, um, or at least until Camila strikes again. <laughs> And um, so this this movie was definitely more of a comedy and it was definitely a different vibe than A Moment in the Reeds and also from Call Me By Your Name as well, because that is also uh, another movie that ends pretty sad as well. But yeah, it, it's good. It's, it's nice to see a movie like this one where the ending is happy and, you know, oftentimes in real life and in film, you know, you see gay people not always having, you know, such luck to have, you know, long-term relationships. It's kind of, um, you know, I guess everyone's different, but it seems like the trend in the gay culture is to just have open relationships and things like that. So it was kind of cool in this movie, 
my big gay Italian wedding to see a happy ending where these two people have chosen to be with each other and we need to marry each other. So you get to see a different aspect of, you know, what being gay could be for a person. It doesn't necessarily have to either end in heartache or, you know, a hookup or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And not just ending in heartbreak or, or something either, but this this ends in something even more. Um, they're actually getting married. So this couple is, you know, going into another stage of life or a different part of life. And that's something we weren't seeing in the other films. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool to see that. And, you know, in, in Italy, I'm sure it means a lot to, you know, the LGBT youth, you know, coming into t- in their own, you know, coming into their discovering their own sexuality and things like that. So it's really cool that a movie like this has been made in Italy and also for a moment in the reeds in Finland who are, you know, the, getting these conversations started and the more it's discussed, hopefully the more that it will be uh, accepted into these different countries. Um, I think we're kind of... Oh, I'm sorry. Rachel would like to say something. <laughs> the other thing is this had the character who was dressing up like a woman. And I don't know if that's representing you know, just cross-dressing or possibly transgender. But it's nice to see that element in here as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's never confirmed that, you know, whether Donato is cross-dressing or maybe he's on his own personal journey to finding out that he's a transgender person. You know, that is definitely a different aspect because it's not really done in like a... I mean, it is there for comedy, but it's not in a way to put him down necessarily. So that was really cool too, the way they brought that in. So everything was kind of, you know, done. I mean, they're kind of just kind of playing on different gay, I guess, stereotypes, you would say. But at the same time, they're bringing an awareness to all these different aspects of gay culture and gay life. So overall, I think this movie was more a laugh and fun and happy. It definitely was. And, um, you know, we had a really lovely vegan meal before we went to see this movie. Um, So that was fun. And we went and got some ice cream. So we like really made a nice night out of it. Um, uh, You know, it it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it a lot. I came out of the movie just feeling like really happy. It was cool to have a, (laughs) to see a gay movie with a happy ending because after like Call Me By Your Name and, um, and uh, A Moment in the Reeds, those both didn't end up happy. So it's always great to see a happy ending for gay people. (laughs) So um, anyways, I think that will be the wrap up for our queer movie review part two. Um, Thank you for coming back, Rachel. We um, will have to do another one of these soon. Well, you know what that means. We're going to have to go and watch more queer movies. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go to Google and type gay movies into it and see what kind of movies we can watch. The gayest of gay. I hope that they're all uh, movies like with clothes on (laughs) i feel like if i type that in we're just going to end up having to do a queer film review of pornographic movies (laughs) okay sorry you're right (laughs) i i know uh we have had a couple people suggest different movies so i have a couple um that we can watch um in the future so 
you guys, if you're enjoying this queer film review series, please like and comment on this wherever you're watching. Send us an email to tfcpod at gmail.com if you have any more questions about my big gay Italian wedding or anything that we talked about in the movie and maybe didn't speak clearly about. So our next installment of the queer film review will most likely be with our typical host cast with Jamal and Stoney and we will be doing Call Me By Your Name. Yay! <laughs> Finally! Um, I think I'll be, we'll record it while I'm in Indiana. Um, so Rachel unfortunately won't be able to be there for that, but um, I'm sure she will enjoy listening to that episode. So, so after that, then I'm sure it'll be back to Rachel and myself you know, speaking about this sort of thing. Um, so go ahead and drop us a line, like subscribe, smash all that good stuff. Um, and, uh, until next queer film review. Bye everyone. Bye. Au revoir. Adios. Ooh. Uh, uh, ciao. Okay. That's all I've got. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl.